All right, welcome to episode four of Behind the Turf. It's just a podcast where we're trying to help clients have a better experience with their lawn, landscape, and uh, pest control services. So uh, this episode number four is a deep dive into spring lawn diseases. Um, And I am joined with... Ruth Wilkerson, icon, national treasure, and customer support representative. Extraordinaire. (laughs) Extraordinaire. (laughs) And we've also got Jared Koenig, who is going to, as always, keep us on track, make sure we don't say anything that we shouldn't say. Pastor Jared. Missionary Jared. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get it started. Um, What is going to be the first um, disease we're going to see in in lawns um, this spring? Uh, Zoysia patch, 100%. Uh, Scientific name, Rhizoctonia solani. QI roll from Ruth. Oh boy. <laughs> Get those dictionaries out. Ruth, um, when we start to see those, I, I feel like you're going to have a good idea. Like, what is it when clients first see those kind of spots in their lawn? Like, wh- what's the reaction? What are they saying when they call in? Uh, the first, yeah, usually what they're saying when they call in is there's something happening to my grass, it's dying. There's these, and the trigger the giveaway is there's these round patches that are showing up round dead patches so that's the dead giveaway typically and jerry correct me if wrong but a lot of times that disease has been there for a while the only reason why they're seeing oh, it's yeah. not because the disease just got started but because the grass is greening up is that too far no you're 100 right so the disease uh it's soil borne it's there all the time in fact in areas where it is you know, present and actively growing. It may have been there for a long time, but it's because the grass growth is so slow in those shoulder seasons. What I mean by that is, you know, early spring, late fall, when turf grass slows down dramatically, that's when we're going to see symptoms. And that's why it tends to be springtime that we start to see it for the first time in a year. But talk a little bit more about like why, because like, I think when I first learned about zoysia patch in particular, it seems so odd because it's like, it's pretty cool how when you start to see it and like, it's not, it doesn't feel like a disease weather like it does in like July with like a dollar spot. Yeah. So cool, wet weather. I guess we should kind of preface this by saying that it's a fungal infection. I think a lot of times people sort of the analogy for humans, most of what we get is like bacterial or viral, right? That's not the case for plants. Plants, there are a couple of bacterial infections that plants can have, but they're super duper rare. Uh, these, the ones that we're talking about today are fungal infections. And the reason that that's the case is because fungal infections tend to thrive in similar conditions to what the plants need. And that's, you know, cool, wet weather is where this one thrives, but wet in general, excess water is where this tends to, to proliferate. And Ruth, you know, from a customer service standpoint, like what is, what are you telling clients? What, what can we suggest to clients? Because this is something that with zoysia in particular, is just so common mm-hmm. um, of a problem um, I know we've come up with some pretty good solutions on uh, on this topic. Yeah, I think it's frustrating because you've put a lot of money into your turf and you're watching it just kind of become subjected to a disease. It's very frustrating. And so we try to offer the cheapest solution first, um, which is a one-time treatment, just to see if th- that will help to eliminate the problem or to keep it at bay. Um, but we have the four treatment plan. That's kind of the second step that we go to, which is, you know, two treatments in the spring and two treatments in the fall, which is when, again, like we've said, that 
kind of comes up in the turf, but we definitely want to help them to not feel like they're just dumping all this money into their lawn and that they have options. So that's why we offer like, you can try one treatment or you can do the whole program if you'd like, but that's a, I mean, a really good point. Sometimes we have people call in, right. That they've never seen these spots before. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's because in this year, maybe we have a wet spring or something, right. And they've never seen it before, but we're having a wet early spring and the zoysia is still really slow, you know, a, a, a TDT or two, a turf disease treatment or two, maybe the ticket and maybe you never have it again, but we absolutely do. We were really creative with the name of this. It's called the Zoysia Patch Program because this is called <laughs> Zoysia Patch colloquially. And, oh, uh, colloquially. Oh, that's a, that's a $10 word. Um, but but it is called, it's called Zoysia Patch where, and that's for people that, that do have this problem, uh, you know, consistently. I think one of the things that we do try to, to communicate to people a lot of the time is we're fortunate in the sense that while Zoysia Patch does create some really prominent spots, it's not super good at completely killing the, the, the turf in those areas. So what we'll end up with is areas that will green up again. We just have to get rid of the pathogen or else it will continue to radiate and it'll cause those, you know, bright red, orangish smoke rings and stuff like that. But that's, that's what that's there for. And honestly, a quick picture, sometimes I think people are a little bit nervous that we can really identify stuff by a picture. This is probably the easiest thing to identify yeah. in the face of planet Earth. You get yeah. me a good picture of Zoysia patch, and I it, it's a split-second diagnosis, absolutely. Yeah. And that's true for any of our support team members. Yeah. Yeah, and I, one of the things I was wanted to kind of talk about, too, is just like we Zoysia, is, is, Zoysia patch is so common, right? But Zoysia isn't as common as Bermuda. Mm -hmm. And so what types of issues for the majority of our clients who have Bermuda grass should they be on the lookout for this spring when it comes to disease issues? Before we get to, I know where we're going with this. <laughs> we're going to Dollar Spot, right. a.k.a. Sclerotinia homeocarpa. Oh my God. I roll for wow. Ruth again. I'm like in so much but pain right now. <laughs> I, I do think before we get to Dollar Spot, though, uh, we should mention that Rhizoctonia solani, that scientific name that represents zoysia patch, it can be, it, it, the same disease exists in other turf types as well. So while pretty rare because Bermuda tends to grow quickly early, uh, there is such thing as large patch, which is the same disease, mm. but in Bermuda grass. Uh, I can tell you in my professional turf career, I, have, I know that I've seen it once uh, in a very broad uh, spectrum situation and a couple of other times where that could have potentially been the issue, but it ended up either being something else or maybe wasn't that because it recovered so quickly from it. Uh, but it does exist in that. And then the same fungal infection actually does exist in fescue too. It's just called brown patch in fescue. But certainly Bermuda grass has a fungal arch nemesis when it comes to like late spring, early summer, well, even middle spring, but yeah, dollar spot. Dollar spot. Yeah. That's why I, I thought you might say that. I, um, I feel like that's something we could just spend a whole episode on is talking Oof. about dollar spot. So, you know, we won't have to go into too much detail, but I do think it's something people can be on the lookout for. It's, I mean, when did, I mean, maybe I says about when would you say, what's the earliest you've seen dollar spot come into play? As with on anything, a Bermuda? Yeah, as with anything, it's all dependent on sort of the year's conditions and stuff. Middle spring is usually about the time we start to see it really come out because okay. that's when the, the canopies have flushed and there's <clears> enough <throat> turf grass on top to really start to see it. And depending on the year, I mean, it hates hot, dry weather, but if we have a really, really wet summer, I mean, it'll it'll hang out for quite a long time, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll definitely plan a, a full episode on Dollar Spot because <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I could ask you a million questions about what clients need to know about it. But um, for today, I think I really want to focus on spring um, diseases. Okay. 
Was there anything else that you wanted to add when we're talking about this topic? Yeah, I think that in any in any case, when we're talking about like dollar spots specifically, um, because it isn't a, a a rare occurrence, I feel like there are some people that have some some knowledge about that. And there's also traditional treatment solutions and stuff. A lot of times we hear people they're like, "Oh, well, I looked up online and it says that it's just because I don't have enough fertilizer." I'm here to tell you, like I've. I used to be a golf course superintendent. I've got friends that still are golf course superintendents. When conditions are good and the pathogens present, like those guys are not those fairways and tee boxes. They're not without nutrition. It just happens to be that that disease is really prominent, and we got to kind of get through it. And we do have treatment solutions and stuff uh, for that as well. Ruth mentioned the turf disease treatments earlier. Usually, one or two of those is a really good idea to slow it down and then recover. It's also a important to know in the same way that zoysia patch doesn't necessarily kill zoysia uh bermuda really recovers from dollar spot pretty well once the uh once the pathogen is is done away with yeah and just remembering that like you're dealing again with nature and nature (laughs) control is an illusion (laughs) so we're doing our best to react to a situation that you never know is going to come up so And I'm sure you've heard this. Well, so many times clients will just be like, well, I'm going to wait and see, you know. And mm-hmm. I think, well, some diseases like dollar spot, it may not, that might be an okay tactic, but you've got to be really on watching when it comes to zoysia patch because it yes. actually can do some significant damage. And unlike Bermuda, zoysia a lot of times won't recover quite as quickly mm-hmm. um, sure. from a, a bad disease issue. Oh, yeah, we're talking yeah. about this in the context of spring. You know, if we can get the, you know, the pathogen under control and stuff in the case of zoysia patch, like as we get into summer, Zoysia is kind of slow. It'll recover kind of slowly. You know, we'll certainly uh, help to encourage that. Uh, fast forward to fall. If you get it in the fall, you're probably going to have spots into dormancy. Mm-hmm. But it's still important to control it in that season. So that way, as Phil mentioned earlier, I mean, it's that way they don't linger, right? Those, those spots don't become active again in the springtime. I'm sure there's a lot of questions with this. If you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, make sure you post a comment, send us a message. Um, our team's here to help. Um, but that's it for episode four. Do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. <laughs> All right. We hope you'll. So much. <laughs> we hope you'll tune in <laughs> for episode five. Um, we appreciate you following us and listening.